You are listening to the Delay and Pray podcast, episode number 58. Welcome to the Delay and Pray podcast, where certified Catholic and weight loss coach Beth Bubick teaches you how to permanently lose weight through spiritual fasting. Get ready to gain faith and lose weight through a joyful transformation of both body and soul. Now, your host, Beth, the Catholic Fasting Coach. All right, welcome back to the podcast. You know, as I have become an expert at spiritual fasting, I have shifted my thoughts and feelings about being thin and about money. All my life, I was told that we are sturdy people and that money doesn't grow on trees. Well, this is not necessarily from my parents, by the way, but just from the culture as well. So do you even know what a sturdy person is? Yeah, neither do I. But when I became a life coach, I found out that those thoughts are really lies. Anyone can be thin and money, it actually does grow on trees. So let's dive in. I have a book coming out in 2024 that is called Delay and Pray, Permanent Weight Loss Through Spiritual Fasting. And there's a chapter in that book that is titled Thin, Rich, and Happy Right Now. And I'm not going to give it away. I won't give away everything that's in that part. But the main point is that what you believe about those three things right now determines your results. You must start with defining what each of these items mean for you and be honest with yourself. Don't whitewash these words with positivity but really define what they mean to you with numbers so that you can deal with them. You can deal with your thoughts about them. So what is being thin to you? Is it a size, a look, a look of a certain person that you know? Is it a number on the scale or a certain state of health? What is it? Defining your goal is really the first step in getting there. On the topic of money, define rich. What does rich mean to you? Is it defined by a dollar amount, a lifestyle, How much is that amount? What do you want to do with that money? Happy, then follow suit. After considering your definition of these things, then we can get to the heart of why you are defining them in that way and how to get to those goals. The next step in the process is to write down your past and current thoughts about thin, rich, and happy. Our unconscious thoughts can keep us stuck and far from reaching our goals, and we don't even realize it. Lots of us have grown up thinking that getting thin is really difficult, and that making money is even harder. Many of these thoughts have been passed down to us from our culture or families or parents or even from generations before them as well. And it's time to figure out exactly what we desire and how to achieve those results. I'm here to tell you that the results of both are available to you with God's blessings. It is possible to find these pesky thoughts and shift them in your favor while serving God at the same time. Being thin and making money is actually easy. It's all about your thoughts first, feeling second, and then your actions. If you're familiar with the thought model, this really makes sense. If not, let me explain. In the last podcast, I described the thought model that I teach in my course. It is called CTFAR. C for circumstances in your life, and these are the facts of any situation that you're considering. T is for thoughts that you choose to think of that circumstance. F for emotions that come from those thoughts, A for the actions that proceed from the emotions, and then R is what you show up as. These are your results because your actions always produce your results. So I'd like you to try something that my coach once asked me to do. Write down C-T-F-A-R on the left side of your paper vertically and fill in these words. On the C line, put the word money. 
leave the TFA blank. And then on the R line, write the word net worth. Your net worth is all the value in dollars that you would have if you sold everything you have and paid off your debt. Your net worth is what is left. So the most interesting thing about this model that she taught me is that in between the C line and the R line are your thoughts, feelings, and actions about the money. And I remember thinking, what? But this is the truth. I knew that my actions caused my money results, but thinking and feeling, wow. I could see that breakthroughs were just about to happen. We tend to think it's just our actions or what we have done between the C and the R. Oh no, oh no, it's the T's and the E's that are most important. It's the thoughts and emotions. They're there and they're causing the actions and they're causing the result. This is true for everything. This is a very interesting way to think about weight and money. It's the difference between having confidence in God's providence for your life and that you are fully capable of reaching your dreams and that, well, you aren't confident and you are not capable. There's a difference there. Most of those precious thoughts are deep down in us and some of them are not serving us. So whatever you think, feel, and do about money results in your bank account for the average person. Now, there will be outliers, of course, like an inheritance or such, but for the most part, this is true. Have you ever stopped to consider your main thoughts and feelings about money that have created your results? Here were some of my past thoughts that I didn't even know until I had written them down about three years ago with my weight coach. Thoughts about money. Money is hard to earn. I'm not allowed to spend money. Owning things is stupid. Owning lake houses and boats are for rich people. I'm never going to be a rich person. Dreaming about money is not an option. I can only make about $200,000 a year. Anything above this amount, that's for rich people. God says we're not allowed to have money. I've always been short on money, but I want money. But I'm not allowed to have it. And I don't have enough money. Okay, so these were my thoughts that she said to just write them down. Like, what's happening within you about money? And I wrote them down. And when I look back, I laugh. Now, as you can see, a lot of these thoughts are not true, right? But they're just thoughts that... I am uncovering within my brain, almost like unconscious thoughts within me that I actually had to get out of my brain and onto paper. So then I wrote down my feelings about money. Uncertainty, limitation, disappointment, desperation, shame, feeling paralyzed, inferior, guilty, blocked, and stuck. Wow. Wow. Those are amazing feelings about anything. And then the actions that actually came out of those feelings were make it as best as I can, work hard, don't risk, save a certain amount, invest it, spend a little, work harder, work all day. The harder I work, the more I'll earn. Keep working. Never ask God into it. Ruminate about it, neglect it, and ignore it. All right. So here was the scenario. Not only do we have this about money, but sometimes we have this about weight as well. And so we have to get all of these thoughts and feelings out on paper so we can see what we're actually doing and the patterns that we're actually being stuck within. So when I entered the life coach school, my coach kept saying, money is easy. Well, I didn't really believe her. In fact, I, I thought, of course she says that. Well, she has money. <laughs> People with money have those feelings, right? But that's not true. She had me list all the ways that I thought money had come easy for me. This is the opposite. And so I did. And here's what I said. I always was able to work at a good job and make money in high school. I put myself through college with help from my parents and scholarships. When I graduated from engineering school in 88, I thought making $33,000 a year was fantastic. 
Then motherhood came, brought different jobs and scenarios, including teaching high school. We always had more than enough, but always struggled with money as a married couple. Eventually, I was in corporate sales and I once made a $40,000 commission in one sale. I couldn't believe it. I was listening to life coaching at the time and I thought, this is amazing. And I started to believe that there was money to be made and I had evidence. And it wasn't that hard. I believed we were the right fit for the customer that day. I kept writing down all the ways that money was really not that hard to make and decided she was right, my coach. I started doing the same thing for spiritual fasting and weight loss. And sure enough, over time, I worked hard at uncovering poor thoughts and emotions and shifting into really good thoughts and emotions that created super robust action lines. And everything slowly fell into place to reach my goals. I had to work hard to invite God into the money part of my life. I had to surrender it all to him. So I do have a surrender novena, and I'll put that into the show notes for you. And this also plays on the parable of the talents in Luke. And I'm going to talk a little bit with my guest about that. I tell my kids all the time, faith in Jesus is number one. After that, love and money are always available. It's how you think about them. It's what you believe. So let me repeat that for you for a second. Love and money are always available. That has to be your primary thought. And that is going to open up your life. It's going to open the door to so many things. So before life coaching, I placed such limitations on myself about money and weight. And now I see the sky is the limit. In the last few years, I have paid over $20,000 for life coaching, about the same amount for book coaching. I have paid thousands of dollars for business coaches and personal life coaches. I have built a thriving six-figure coaching business of my own with the support and help of my husband. And I get to pass on all this knowledge and experience to my clients and live a life that I was always meant to live, I believe by God. I had to begin with the belief that I am rich and thin right now. See, the thing is, how are you defining these things? Who are you comparing yourself to? Once you start to take the pressure off yourself and start believing that you can actually think and feel your way to amazing action to get results, then your world starts to change on day one. And spiritual fasting is a huge part of this. When I was in life coaching school, I made it a goal to bring 1 million Catholics back to the Catholic church through spiritual fasting. I leaned into this as a movement, a changing of the whole world, one client at a time. The Blessed Mother asks us to fast on Wednesdays and Fridays, and I decided that I'm going to help people manage their minds and bodies right into that space. The Lord promised me that I would have more clients than number the stars, and oh my, I hope one of those is you. I've never looked back. I've burned the plows of my corporate position. I'm 58 years old and just beginning my new life as an innovator and entrepreneur. It is so challenging, but that's okay because through spiritual fasting, I've learned to do incredibly hard things, including surrendering to Jesus all the awful thoughts that kept me stuck in scarcity for so long, not only about myself and others, but just about my situation, especially money. For instance, my sweet VA that you are going to meet here in a second is helping me reach out to other Catholic influencers with podcasts to get my message out there before Lent. Well, every email and phone call is made with courage and tenacity. But what's so funny is that when the first decline came back in in an email, my first thought was, thank God, because I'm not ready yet. Okay. Well, I immediately stopped to gather space between that thought and what the facts were. And I thought to myself, wait a minute, that thought is a total lie. I am totally ready to go on a podcast. I have done it before. Why is the thought there? I am always ready. That's the better thought. 
So we have to be careful of our thoughts. They can produce emotions and actions that can steal your goals. So watch them because a lot of them are not true. I want you to know that I'm thin, rich, and happy right now, and you are too, but we may be very different. Our bank accounts might be different. Our bodies might be different. Everything might be different, but we can actually choose to be thin, rich, and happy right now. You must believe that God has a plan for you, and it includes these things. Yes, even Catholics. You'll have to wait for the book or join the group coaching to find out exactly what I meant by that. But anyway, you can just start by shifting your thinking. On this podcast, I'm going to stay on the topic of money and discuss how important it is to fast for breakthroughs about jobs, family family finances, and discernment about what to do next. Our relationship with money is so important, and God needs a seat at your table. This includes almsgiving and beyond. Now, I think of money totally different than three years ago. And to tell you the truth, I feel safe with money. I ask God into it, and I pray about it. I fast about it. I think to myself, What value am I looking for in return for my spending? How can I help the whole world, starting with my family? My goal is how to bless others with my money, especially with my business now. Those stars that are my clients and family are mine for the asking. If God is calling them, then I will serve them and I will definitely receive them. If it's not their time, that's okay too. Only God knows the time. I have a guest today, Joanne Gillis, to help me discuss all of this. She's my new podcast manager and virtual assistant. She actually enrolled in my course before she joined our team. I thought she would be a perfect addition to the team as she had been through the group coaching experience already. And I was right. She made a comment to me one day that she actually saved up to enroll in Delay and Pray. And I thought that was amazing. So I thought I'd have her join me today to discuss her journey of money and coaching. What ROI she gained from saving for and attending the course And for you coaches out there, she offers her views on money after experiencing the model and journeying from the corporate world to being an entrepreneur. Joanne helps Catholic women with online businesses gain visibility through their podcasts to grow their businesses sustainably and without burnout. So without further ado, please welcome Joanne Gillis. Thank you so much, Beth. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, awesome. It's great to have you, Joanne. So Joanne, tell us a little bit about yourself and your similar journey from engineering to the coaching world, because that was my journey too. I would love to. So I'm Joanne, and I'm joining you from Vancouver in British Columbia, Canada. And I'm an engineer by education who graduated right after the 2008 recession. And because I didn't have any work experience when I graduated, I wasn't able to get an engineering job at the time. But I really needed a full-time job, though. So the story of how I got that job is a miracle in itself. But it was essentially a corporate job for a retailer where I learned so much during my 10 years there until the pandemic, where I found myself at a crossroads again. And that's where I decided that I needed to create something of my own using the skills that I had that could hopefully endure the next global event when it comes around, since I had already been through two. So that's how I started my business as a VA. And I also, like you, invested many, many thousands of dollars in online courses, training, learning new skills, and most recently in a mastermind community and a business coach. And I will say, until I invested in coaches and that mastermind, 
I had been spinning my wheels for the first two years with little to no income to show for it. And it was only after making this investment and having the accountability that I was able to build the courage to pursue this dream of mine to support Catholic women with their podcasts. Oh my gosh, it is so true. And what you do is phenomenal. Isn't it interesting that when we take the drama of our lives and we pick out the facts and put that in the sea line, then the thoughts that we think about the facts of our lives, I quit my corporate sales job and I'm starting a business. What are your thoughts about that? Like that is really important. You have to start with your thoughts and your feelings with a Catholic coach. And a Catholic coach is really important because we bring God into all of it. It's not self-reliance. It's not like this is what you need to feel. This is what you need to think. Therefore, here are your actions. But we're taking this to the Most High King, and he knows exactly what he has us on this earth for. So we can take it to him and we can parse it out, and then we can take it to a coach and between the three of you, get it done. What are your thoughts about that? Absolutely. I have discovered over the past two years that the biggest thing holding me back, my biggest obstacle has been my thoughts. And it has prevented me from making the progress that I desired. And it was really just my mind. I was in my way. I was in my own way without realizing it. And it was just my thoughts around everything that I wanted to do. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it happens to this day. I mean, I get coached a couple times a week. And sometimes I wake up and I'm thinking, these thoughts are not serving me. And so then I try to figure it out on my own. And a lot of times I will take it to someone else. And together, we'll figure out exactly where the Lord is leading me with a certain thought. So I love the idea of personal investment. And obviously, we both spend a lot of money. We reinvest our money into not only personal investment, but business investment to keep our mission going. And it's not easy. We have to be very prudent as to how we're going to spend these dollars. I am a solo entrepreneur for the most part, and you are too. So we're not a nonprofit or a corporation that can just be like, I got a ton of money. I'll just spend it over here and over here. I mean, we have to be very prudent with how we're spending our money. So what was it that made you want to save up for the Delay and Pray program? And tell me a little bit about what caught your eye and how you did that. Yeah. So I first discovered you around August 2022. And this was at a time when I had just celebrated my first wedding anniversary and I had gained 20 pounds since my wedding day. What's interesting is that just the year before leading up to my wedding, I was able to lose 20 pounds. But no matter how much I tried to replicate that in my first year of marriage, it just wasn't working. So I decided to get your free checklist, the seven steps to lose weight and gain faith. And I thought I would try to implement it on my own. And if for whatever reason it didn't work, then I would invest in your program in the new year. So I got all the details and I started saving up. So it was on my wish list, basically, for 2023. Fast forward to April of this year, and I had gained even more weight. So I signed up for your free Eat Fast Recycle workshops, and it was while watching the series of workshops that I just felt so convicted by everything you were saying. I kept taking it to prayer, and each time I felt that the time was now. One of my charisms is intercessory prayer, and as much as I had been praying for a lot of people and a lot of intentions, 
I felt this deep calling to do more. It wasn't just about the weight anymore. It was both. And I still remember the quote that you mentioned that really struck me, where you said, prayer knocks at the door, fasting obtains, mercy receives. And I thought, that's it. That's the missing piece. I've been praying, but now I need to learn how to fast. And in that time frame between August to April, when I first found you, there were a lot of things that seemed to fall apart for the people around me. And I just remember feeling very helpless. My husband and I live very far from our families and childhood friends. And often the only thing I can do to support them is pray for them. And so I knew we needed miracles. I knew that if God was calling me to enroll in your Delay and Pray program at this time, that he would provide the funds, the finances that we needed. And he did. And I will say that convincing my husband was probably the hardest part, mostly because of my terrible track record of purchasing courses that I hadn't used or implemented. And I think he just thought this would be another one of those things that I would add to the list. And thankfully, by this time, I had gained enough awareness of my personality and my temperaments to know how much I needed accountability. So I told him, I was like, the only way that I am going to do this is if you do it with me. If you will watch the videos with me, if we will implement what we learn, we give it our best effort, and I won't buy any more courses for the rest of the year. And so I had him pray about it, sleep on it, and after discussing alternatives as well, because we had tried many programs in our almost two years of marriage that just didn't work. And, and again, I knew there was a deeper purpose. I knew that if I was going to be able to pray and fast for others with a spiritual purpose, that the bonus would be the weight loss, that God would take care of that for me, but that this was what he was calling me to do at this time. And this cohort was starting in June, and I knew that we couldn't wait. <laughs> we had trips coming up at the end of the year. We had big intentions we were praying for. And I told him we could not wait till the next cohort, that the time was now. And also by June, I was up 30 pounds since my wedding. So I knew that delaying it wasn't serving me, and we had to get started now. And by the grace of God, my supportive saint of a husband agreed. And when my husband makes a commitment, he does not falter. I am always in awe of his willpower every Lent. It's something that I needed to grow in. So that's the story of what made us save up. Oh my gosh. I love it. I think it is so important when you set a goal and you decide this is something that I want to do. So you can make the list of all the things that you actually can do in order to reach that goal. So it's not only just weight, but I mean, it's it's literally money too. And if you do sit down and make a list of all the things you can do to, to make up the money to pay for something, you will, you'll do it. You will look for it because what we seek, John 138, we find. And so you will find all the ways to get it done. And that's how I live my life now too. It's just beautiful. So you put that delay and pray course in the result line, like the amount of money that it's going to cost, that's at the very end. And then in the C line, you just put money. And then how do you think about it? Or you can put the, the course up there as well. And what are you going to think about it? What do you feel about it? And what are your actions that you're going to take to get to enrolling in the course as a result? 
It's a simple model. Anyone can do it. And it's a great way to start trying to use the model because it will open you up to amazing value and to receiving a lot of value for your money, way beyond the cost. So tell me a little bit about that. What were the most important things that you learned while taking the course? And did you get weight loss? Did you find miracles? And what about your husband as well? Absolutely. So while it was really great to be able to watch these videos with my husband and learn together, we were able to discuss spiritual fasting, what we were learning. I, I would definitely say that we learned a lot about spiritual fasting, as one would expect. It was the first time I was hearing a lot about it, the history, the science. And for me, one of the most powerful parts was the section on virtues and vices, where I hadn't really connected the vices part. I just always thought about virtues and that's what I'm aiming for, but I hadn't realized the vices that were in my life. And while it's been a gradual process, I would say one of the biggest things we've learned is how not to overindulge on feast days. At the beginning, it was our free-for-all day. We would have all the sugar, all the flour, not all the alcohol, but definitely a lot of bread and a lot of sugary treats. And over the months of implementing this program, we desired it less. It isn't something that we crave anymore. There have been weekends that have come and gone where I haven't needed any sugar. And I haven't even realized it until later. And I've just realized that it hasn't served me. So I think we've learned the detachment, I guess, from sugar and flour and these things that we didn't realize that we were actually addicted to. And I've learned to question my desire to eat. There have been times where I feel inclined to eat and now I always pause and ask myself first, am I actually hungry or am I thirsty? Have I had water today or have I had enough water today? And the first thing I will typically do is have some water. And most often I forget about the food and I'm able to wait until the next planned mealtime. So those have been some of the biggest lessons that I've learned through implementing the program. And in terms of results, so when we're talking about what I wanted versus what we gained, there's obviously this big leap in terms of what I gained. I gained so much more than I expected. So I really had two main expectations when I was joining the course. It was to lose 30 pounds and have a long list of prayers answered. And instead, I probably lost close to 10 pounds, but I did take shortcuts instead of implementing the program the way you designed it using the journal and the food protocol. So I do know that that part was on me. So that's my goal for January is to implement the program the way it was designed. But while we were still waiting on this list of prayers to be answered, we have had many unexpected situations arise that the Lord has just taken care of so beautifully. And I know for a fact that that is because of spiritual fasting. And we've also had many unexpected results by implementing the program. So the first one for me is that by delaying sugar, flour, and alcohol to Sunday, I seem to need less food during the week. I'm less hungry and my cravings are pretty much gone, which for me were usually salty snacks and chips, but I don't crave those anymore. And I really do think my stomach has shrunk, which still 
baffles me to this day, but I am able to execute intermittent fasting a lot longer. When I do eat, I don't need much. And there have been days recently where I have been able to go 22 hours only for two and then go again for almost 20 hours the next day and not feel like I was starving. And I feel like that is grace. And I feel like that is, again, my body just getting used to not being a slave to food, not not needing it to survive. And I do realize that I have had a lot of false thoughts about fasting. I thought that I would pass out if I fasted. I thought that I needed to be eating constantly to survive, to focus on my work, that if I didn't eat enough or if I wasn't eating in between meals, that it would trigger my headaches. So I had a lot of these false thoughts about fasting that truly have prevented me from doing it successfully in the past. But I've been able to, again, with the knowledge that I've learned from your course, with the the desire for the sacraments more now, and just being able to truly divert my attention towards prayers when I'm hungry and all the intentions that I'm praying for to really focus on food less. And there's definitely been days where I have had to take myself out of the house, be like, let's go for a walk. Let's get your mind away from food. And I forget about it. I forget about food. So I would say that the results that I've gained have been tremendously more than what I was expecting. Yes. I think a lot of people don't understand the correlation between vice and overeating. So it is interesting that when we are actually consuming sugar, flour, and alcohol, daily, what happens is it creates overdesire, which creates overhunger, which creates overeating. And then it goes in this circle. And then because of the insulin and the other hormones, leptin and ghrelin, then that creates gluttony and sloth, which is we don't want to move. We get really tired. And then we just want to consume more. We want to overconsume, And then we get angry with ourselves and end up watching too much TV or maybe shopping on Amazon, anything to get some comfort to help us with not feeling good about ourselves. And then this vice cycle just goes over and over again and we're stuck. And we even go to confession and say, oh my gosh, I'm stuck. (laughs) I want to even confess gluttony or sloth or whatever it is. It it just, and it's very, very difficult. And then of course, as Father Chad Ripperker says that those vices just lead to more vices. Vice leads to vice. So we can stop it. Spiritually fasting is ordained by God. It's asked of us by the Blessed Mother. And she truly is asking this of us, not only to save the world and to be sanctified ourselves, but also to really save our bodies and souls. I mean, because it's so healthy for us. And when you're dropping into a state of ketosis during the week, that's when you're not very hungry. It's not that severe to actually have enough protein, fat, and vegetables to drop into a state of ketosis where your body is actually burning ketones from the fat for energy and your brain loves it and you're much more clear. You feel better, you can actually exercise. But then the flip side to that is consuming glucose, which means that you are constantly burning glucose, which is very easy for your body to do. And when you're doing that all the time, if you stop doing that, that's when you feel like you're getting headaches. That's when you, you feel like, oh, I'm not gonna make it. 
and you can't get over to that virtue cycle, which is being metabolically flexible. So I love that you experienced that. I love that you're doing this with your husband. I think that is phenomenal. And that's kind of a two for one. I mean, you know, you spend the money and you're both actually getting the physical and spiritual benefits of the program. So speaking of that, what do you think the value for your money was? I mean, do you think it was more like faith? I can't remember. Did you say that you were buying less food, buying less alcohol? Like, tell me, tell me a little bit about just the value that you found out of that. Absolutely. So I do believe that the value that I gained is priceless. So because we've been less hungry during the week and because we've virtually, I don't think we've even bought any alcohol since taking your program, but yeah, we've literally saved money because we are buying less food in general during the week, during the month, and we haven't bought any alcohol. And in terms of value, again, I think I have gained valuable life skills and spiritual life skills that will last me a lifetime. I was always of the mindset that I wanted to build a sustainable life in my health, in my business. It's all about sustainability for me. And so I know that the skills that I've learned have become a way of life. It's natural to me now that I know which days are my eat days, which days are my fast days, and which days are my feast days. And when there is a special intention, when someone really needs our prayers, there have been weeks over the last month where we have fasted every day. And it has been a no-brainer for us. It's like we were training our body for these times where we would be called to fast deeply for an intention. And it was something where we didn't even have to really discuss it much. We just knew, okay, we are fasting every day of the week until this is resolved or until we get a suitable resolution for this issue. And I think it was two weeks that we just fasted constantly. And in the past, that would have been impossible for me, absolutely impossible. And so while I have had some weight loss so far, I have full confidence and faith that I will reach my weight loss goals in God's perfect timing, most likely next year. Mm-hmm. And I also know that there will be many answered prayers next year. I have big, bold expectations for what God is going to do in our life and in the lives of others. And again, even for Lent, I used to look forward to Lent because it was take two on my New Year's resolutions that I had already gotten off track with. And it was another chance to lose weight. But I always failed because I could never fast. And this year, I'm looking forward to Lent because I feel like I can actually go with Jesus into the desert where I haven't been able to do that in the past. So when I'm trying to put together the value that I have gained from this course, it's priceless. Thank you, Joanne. I love that. One of the things I want to tell everyone too is when she's talking about fasting day after day, fasting can mean anything that you want it to mean. It's basically going without food for a certain amount of time. So fasting for me is just about a fasting window and you can start with even a 12-12 and not eat for 12 hours. And then within the next 12 hours, your eating window you can have either three meals, two meals, or one meal. And that's how we actually do it in the course. So she might have like planned 
I, we are going to fast all week. And we're, what we're going to do is we're going to have like a, a 16 hour fasting window and we're going to eat two meals or one meal within the eight window. Or she could have done the 20 hour fast. And then within that four hour window, I'm going to only have two meals or one meal. It's all up to you. There's not like one regimen, like this is fasting. It's just keeping your fasting window for a spiritual purpose, along with a weight goal that eventually comes in time, in God's good time, like you had said. So it's very flexible. So what is your favorite fasting window that you go to when you're actually fasting? So recently, it's been around 24. So 20 hours of fasting and four hours of eating. And it's typically just one meal during that time. And I would say that's a miracle in itself that I'm even able to do that because it used to be 16-8. That's what we were just really comfortable with. I wouldn't even say it was easy. It was hard for me to do the 16-8. By the time 12 hours would roll around, I would be starving, literally. And there were definitely days where I couldn't wait for the 16 hours to eat. I felt like I had to eat now or else. and. It's just been training myself, I guess. I would say I gradually increased that window until I got to the 20 hours. Yeah. So I would increase it by an hour. I would increase it by half hour some days. And I would just do a little more, you know, 15 minutes more the next day, half an hour more the next day. And I gradually got to the space where when it was time for us to pray for this family member that we were able to go 20 hours fasting Mm -hmm. and just eat in a four hour window. Now I know, I know you personally, and I know that your spiritual purpose, your spiritual goal was a real why that makes you cry because you have a family member that is very close to you that had a deep health problem. So I will say to everyone out there, when you're fasting, you have to be fasting for someone or a breakthrough that is really close to your heart. And that will keep you right on top with your fasting window. It really will. It'll keep you fasting. And you know what? If you decrease it by a half an hour, God's not going to be like, oh, sorry, can't give you that miracle. It's not that way at all. It's your intention of fasting and pairing that with prayer for this person or this breakthrough in your life and trying so hard with everything you have to keep the fast. And that is just beautiful what you have done for your family and your husband together. Because when two or more are gathered in his name, things really happen. Yeah. And I think you did receive a miracle, did you not? Oh, yes. We've received several with that because we found out after the fact, too, that there were miracles that happened that we didn't even know about, that we weren't even praying for specifically. But my main prayer with my fasting was surrendering this person to Jesus and saying, take care of everything. I don't know what needs to be taken care of, but you know, and take care of everything. And I would just pray that throughout the day during my fast while I was working, I had a candle lit by my desk and all my work, all my fasting was offered up in surrender for this person. And we are still finding out the fruits of it. Oh, I just think that's amazing. That's in the surrender prayer, right? That 10 times, Jesus, Mm -hmm. take care of everything. Jesus, take care of everything. I I absolutely love that. And that's how I try to orient my life for sure. And just always opening up ourselves to receiving value. If I could just get our audience for sure, especially this next year coming up to 
surrender to God and let him take care of everything, to fast and pray, and just open yourself up to receiving the value instead of being critical of like, I don't know if this is going to happen. It's kind of like those money thoughts that I used to have. I don't even know where those money thoughts came from, but those are gone. They can creep up every once in a while. But as a devout Catholic, I'm just always looking at my life and trying to figure out how I can bless God, not how he can bless me, but how I can bless him with my time, with my effort, and with everything that I am doing. And then he brings me whoever he needs to bring me as clients or just different programs or different coaching that come into my life as well. I want to tell you a little story that's really interesting from the Mystical City of God book, which is my favorite. And during this time that we're recording, it's Advent. And I just want you guys to know how amazing the Lord is. Within this story, during the time of Advent in this book, Joseph had asked Mary to plead with God for a safe journey for them and that their friends and relatives would receive them in Bethlehem when they got there at the end of their journey. Well, we all know that those expectations were not met. Okay, so St. Joseph himself is praying to God through Mary that those inns would have room. He wanted baby Jesus to be born in an inn. He had no idea that they were supposed to be born in a stable. So Mary knows this will not happen, by the way, when this is all happening. She doesn't say anything. She just holds Joseph in her heart. It's just the sweetest thing. So she says to him, we will place our lives in God's hands to Joseph. And then she says, we will make this journey as poor people in the name of God. Now, she doesn't say, she's talking about poor in spirit. She's talking about being poor before the Lord as in we give everything, we surrender everything to him and we give everything to him and we believe, we believe. And they proceeded with confidence. She said, we place everything, all our difficulties with God. So what I can tell you about this is expect the miracle in God's ways. It is those loose hands. It is prayer knocks. It is fasting obtains and mercy receives and mercy is God. And he open up those hands and receive whatever he has to give you with absolute love, because that is really the answer. So I know we're talking about money and I believe that money grows on trees now. I know. And you and I were, you were laughing at that when I asked you, you let's, let's name this podcast money grows on trees. And you were like, okay, does it, <laughs> does it really? So that's my mantra all the time. Money grows on trees because the thing is, money is about opening myself up to receive value and spending money on value and blessing others with the money. And if the Lord is going to ask me to invest in something, that means that he is going to help me with my talents to grow my talents so that I can grow the talents of others. It's, it's no different than Luke chapter 19 in verses 27 through 28. It's a parable of the talents. And this is, you know, when they all have the coins and they're, you know, sir, I have one coin and I buried it. And, you know, that that whole parable. And so it comes out uh, at the very end. He says, I tell you to everyone who has more will be given. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. Now, as for those enemies of mine who did not want me as their king, bring them here and slay them before me. That is a very stern parable. 
and one that I've always tried to figure out. But what I see there is, is that I'm going to take the talents and I'm not going to bury them, but I'm going to invest them with the with the help of Jesus when he's helping me direct my efforts and my money and how can I best take my talents and help your people grow their talents as well. That is how I'm going to get a million Catholics back to the Catholic church through spiritual fasting is that. So, Amen. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But even in your business, tell me about that thought that money grows on trees. Why is that so good for you? Yeah, well... This is definitely an area where I have a lot of work to do, but it is much needed. And my prayer is always that God will send me the women he wants me to support. And that if it is his will for us to work together, that he will provide for them abundantly. So I don't worry about that anymore, but it is something that I totally entrust to him that he will provide for them financially to be able to hire me. And I know that my mission is a big one to support them if he has made it possible for us to work together. I don't take that lightly at all. And so, yes, I'm definitely borrowing your thought and also the word that you got from God, which just gets me every time where God promised you that he would give you clients as many as the stars in the sky. And that is just so beautiful. And I'm like, God, I want that too. And I want to support the women and by extension, their families that you have sent me. So. Yes. And I am old. That's a thought. <laughs> but I am doing this entrepreneurial type of activity a little bit later in life at, at 58 and Abraham was old as well when the Lord told him that. And I, I think that's why he gave me that. He was like, hey, Beth, you know what? We've only just begun together. Just I will give you clients as numerous as the stars. That doesn't mean they're all going to come through me. But the, if I teach you and then you teach others and then they teach others, it's exponential. And so we will have a million Catholics at one point praying and fasting. And this is how we change the world. I mean, if you're worried about your family coming back to mass, if you're worried about this nation, and the tribulations of this nation, the world, actually, I say this nation, but you're in Canada. It's just as bad there, you know? Absolutely. And like you said, it has just come up in conversation naturally when we have gone out for meals with friends where we are sharing this and they think it's a diet. That's just natural for them to think that we are on a diet, but we always explain the spiritual purpose and why we are doing it. and. My hope, my prayer is that they will just be able to start seeing the fruits and the benefits where they will also want to learn more about it. Yes, you are spreading the gospel. You are spreading the gospel with your spiritual fasting. And, you know, money and weight are interesting. You can invite God into that. The, God cares about your weight. I coach on this all the time. My clients have thoughts. God has so many more better things to do, so much more bigger things to do than deal with my weight. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. He wants you to be healthy. He wants you off your meds. He wants you to feel good. He wants you to have energy like I have. I haven't been to the doctor in a long time <laughs> because I feel so good. I mean, except for like a checkup. And I, I mean, I feel so good. I'm not on any medications. I feel so good. And I know it's because I'm in ketosis most of the time. And then I'm metabolically inflexible and I can eat a little sugar here and there. I don't drink as much caffeine, don't drink as much alcohol as I used to. 
I mean, it is a really beautiful life. And then I'm open to receiving his grace, not only for my weight, but also for my bank account so that I can give to others and I can hire wonderful people like you, like a lot of them. So that's why we have to open ourselves to receiving all the graces that God has for us. And I think that's where we are going to one day pass from this life to eternity. And he really will say, thank you, my good and gracious servant. You have served me well. And we can give him all the talents that we have actually made, that he gave us the small things and we made so many more, so many more talents from those little talents. So money does grow on trees, everyone. Put the money in the sea line and think about your thoughts and your feelings that drive those actions and get the results that you want. It's totally, totally possible. Well, all right. Thank you, Joanne. You are the best. And I'm so grateful that you said yes to guesting on my podcast. And by the way, all of her information will be in the show notes. If you need an amazing podcast manager, if you need a great VA, please get a hold of her. She's fabulous. And I know she would love to talk to you. So I'm blessed to have you on the team this year, especially Joanne. Have a blessed Christmas and get ready, everybody. Clients are flooding in. The trees are full and we are going to have the best 2024 ever. So come aboard. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I know I did. And if you did, please subscribe and even leave a five-star review if you wouldn't mind so others will hear the great message of spiritual fasting, get healthy, lose weight, get back to the sacraments this year and fill your bank account too. This is going to help you do that. Have a great week, my friends, and I will talk to you next week. If you're interested in signing up for a group coaching course, get over to my website or check the show notes and get on the wait list. The next group course opens in January and it is going to change the trajectory of your life. I promise. May God bless you and keep you always. Take care. If you are interested in learning more about spiritual fasting and permanent weight loss, then come join my course, Delay and Pray, a guided course for weight loss through spiritual fasting. You won't go through it alone either. I will be there to coach you every step of the way. This is a group coaching program where you are part of an amazing community of like-minded Catholics who have the same goal as you to bring about miracles while losing that weight permanently through spiritual fasting. Your purchase includes an online course detailing what spiritual fasting is, how to do it, and all the tools you need to get you the results you're longing for. Head over to my website right now at thecatholicfastingcoach.com and get the details on how to join. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, and LinkedIn to always get the latest daily information to help you keep fasting, my friends. Can't wait to see you in there. May God bless you and keep you always.